Welcome back to Mike and Kenny Learn to Talk. I'm Kenny. I'm Mike and Kenny. It's happened. It's finally happened. Oh God. They oh called God, me what? crazy. Oh no. They said I was nuts. Whoa, wait, wait, but you know what? They're not it wrong. You are crazy. Okay, fair it's... enough. But I was right this time. Okay, Kenny. Okay. The world has ended. Oh, uh, snap. And it. we only made it two episodes into our podcast, and the world ends. Isn't that just like it? I We're can't bad at like knowing the time to start a podcast. Podcast? Podcast. We're bad at finding time for a podcast. world ends. It's not good. But, Kenny... So the world's over. The world is over now, but we still got a very big problem here. We, we need to survive. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I make my own sound effects. <laughs> This early into the podcast, we, we don't have any license, like, sound effects or music, so we, we gotta do it ourselves. You're stuck with those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, world's over. What are we gonna do? <laughs> the world is over, well, shucks. I think some... We gotta figure out why the world's over first. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, there could be many reasons why the so world's over. There's so many scenarios for yeah. apocalyptic endings to the world. <laughs> Wait, apocalyptic <laughs> means the end of the world. Yeah, so, that that coming from the Department of Redundancy Department. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good at that. Yes, yes. Well, well, what what type of apocalypse are like popular? What, what's well, what's, let, let's, what's the in? Let's just assume the base the basic right okay, now. Sure. Okay, so the world has ended due to some kind of conflict, some kind of war, if you will. Sure. Now we we won't worry about whether or not it's a nuclear war just yet. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we should worry about right. that, but to, uh, to begin I'm, with... I'm going to interject real quick. If the world ends, a nuclear wasteland would be the absolute worst like apocalypse ever. That yeah, would that, be that, so bad. That would be pretty bad. We can get into that later. Okay. Continue, yeah, sorry. So, so right now we'll just say that society has collapsed. Governments have been taken down. Most of the world has just been blown to smithereens in one way or another. So now we're just left to our own devices. No longer worrying about taxes. I guess that's good. That's good, yeah. I get to keep my money. But yeah. what's money useful for? Right. No one cares about money. There's yeah, no the mon- money means nothing now. Currency is just pff, whatever. Yeah. So then the question is this. What is the first step when you find out about this? You know, I, I don't know. Let's say it happens. You're watching the news one day and the reporter's like, so the conflict in uh, the Middle East and here and there and well, pretty much all over this map here, as he points to a map of the whole world. Has uh, reached a climax, and uh, I think we've all got about a good, yep, five minutes <laughs> until we all get blown to smithereens. Very sudden. And then, you know, the air cuts Screaming. static, and you're sitting there like, okay, okay. Well, well wasn't was now? really just hoping to hear the weather, but <laughs> now I've got some This is really a shock. I did not <laughs> see this coming. I, you know, I haven't really been reading the news lately, but wow, this is just a smack in the face, isn't it? Man, I should be more Ooh, up to date on this stuff. Seriously? I'm on my computer all the time. God, I just wasn't prepared. All right, but okay, so, so it right. happens. Yes. Well, in my opinion, this is, this is what I would do. Okay. I'm not sticking around here. No. So Chicagoland area, nah, no good. No, no, no. no good. You want to avoid this, like, you want something that's steady. And Chicago, and we're just talking about environmental stuff right now. Right, right. Chicago, that is not a steady environment. It changes way too much. You can't forecast it enough. And when you're trying to survive, that's very important. True. So, well, and, and like, we don't even know what's left of Chicago. I mean, that that's a true. big city. That could have been a target. Who knows? It's probably. I mean, they dropped one of them nukes on Chicago. We're probably already dead. Yeah. You know, so. Well, since we're still alive, I guess for now we can assume it wasn't <laughs> okay. a nuke on Chicago. Luckily, that's good. But yeah, so that's that's first thing. 
Right. I'd say get out of Dodge for sure. No, because in my opinion, the most threatening thing right off the bat of an apocalypse is going to be other people freaking out. Sure, yeah. So if you could get make make it past that first wave of people freaking out, killing each other over everything. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of looting. You might be able to settle into something. See, but but I'll, I'll ask you this. While I agree, do you think that's step one, though? I mean, you got to figure out what well, to bring with you, right, what you have, right, what right. you still need. So, I mean, honestly, you bring... Hmm. You forget about technology. Technology is yeah. useless at this point. Technology's right out. So I mean, you know, in terms of like bringing your <laughs> laptop with you, like, ah, you know, just in case, maybe Twitter's still up. <laughs> well, I mean, if you can want to play some games. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I think it's still it's, a good idea to bring, you know, I have yeah. a phone with you just because it does more than... Right. Just... So I think weapons is, is a good one. Because, True. like I said, it's going to be crazy at the start. People right. are going to be going nuts. And they're going to be like... The guy on the news just said the world's over. I'm going to go kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you meet the most mild-mannered person watching the news. World's over. Let me get my machete. It's go time. Um, and clothes. Those are like really important things that you have on hand. The next thing is food and water. Yeah, you're going to be mean, looking at wanting to get some non-perishables with that's, you. That's the thing. In a survival... And I'm by no means... Not, neither of us are preppers. I mean, look at our kitchen <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we so, buy for like a week and that's, and that's it, it. So. so i mean if you're actually preparing for an apocalypse you got to have food on hand right because you don't want to be like world's over i'm going to the store real quick trying to get as much as i can <laughs> it's like well time to go to jewel because that's going to be a complete complete shit show there right everyone's going to be doing that so in my particular case I'm not going to worry about that so much. We'll cross that bridge when I okay. get there. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I guess we can make the assumption right now that we're at least decently prepared. That sure. we have been reading the news and we realize, <laughs> oh yeah, this but isn't going to end well. stocking up on some stuff. So that, that, that's good. Now, I guess also, what's going to be kind of hard is figuring out who you're going to be traveling with. Definitely. Yeah. Because, I mean, we all have friends, we all have family, and we all have, you know, mm-hmm. different agendas too. So right. it's it's... It's not. It's hard enough trying to get people together to go on like a fun vacation, but now it's like, listen, <laughs> to, to the survive. world's over. We gotta leave. <laughs> gotta go. Don't worry about her. Let's go. That 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 could get messy. Oh, extremely messy. And I mean, for me, it'd be, I think, going with my my family and certain friends. That's like the best way to go. Right. Uh, and the thing is, there's also strength in numbers too. So uh-huh. I think if you can get. Friends and their families right. together to get one solid game plan down. I think that's good. I know that isn't always going to happen, right. but if possible, I think that's a good scenario to be in. Oh, I, I totally agree. And, I mean, obviously, why there's strength in numbers? you got multiple heads. You can think through a situation sure. and be yeah. logical about it. Um, so, beyond, that's like initial stuff, but... So we're saying this is like a war that's ending ending government. Yes. Right? Yes. So there's no there's no diseases that you have to worry about yet. Eventually they'll they'll come up. They'll right. be the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. Because hospitals are gonna start shutting down, stuff like that. You won't have as much medicine. So but it's good at least it's not like an outbreak, so you don't have to worry about anything like Right. right it's away. not an immediate So threat. the only immediate threats that you have are other people. Yes. So, my opinion, I would think somewhere south, um, 
you got warm temperatures. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd avoid Tornado Alley. Uh, yeah. Kansas area. And, eh. Um, just because I know, I'm aware, I know, like, a little bit about the state, I'm, I'm saying Kentucky all the way. That's where I'm going. Think Kentucky's a pretty yep. safe bet? Pack up the car, going straight to Kentucky. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And, and I think, too, eventually you'd want to settle into a place near a body of, like, fresh water of yep. some sort. Because, of course, you're going to need a water source, mm-hmm. you know. Whatever you bring with you isn't going to last. Yeah. So I think that's always, you know, you know, go south where it's warmer. Mm-hmm. Find a nice area with some water. You yeah, and I think I, I don't. I've never been to Kentucky, but is that a, a good place for hunting as well? Yes, like, very like, good. I mean, they got deer, maybe. all that stuff. I, yeah, Kentucky is a big farming state. I mean, mm-hmm. Illinois is a huge farming state too. So sure. I mean, Southern Illinois is better than Northern Illinois, honestly. Um, yeah, because right. Southern Illinois is pretty south, and it gets hot. <laughs> it gets hot down in <laughs> Southern Illinois. I tell you what. But yeah, I mean. That's the basics of what you gotta do, like, because obviously food and water is gonna run out, so you gotta have right. some sustainability somewhere. Um, so you don't want to be going to like California where they don't have anything <laughs> to hunt, really. <laughs> and water right now is basically yeah, not existing. You got no there. water, oh. so that, that yeah. I mean, that's how you choose the location. That's right. pretty easy. Uh, beyond that, like survival in general it's just so it's hard to like predict yeah it's it's so variable so many things could happen but i think that's why it's good to just be as prepared as possible mm. see like in our situation saying this happens to us right now and we get you know let's just assume we got our friends and family with us i, I don't know do we know anybody close to us who is a doctor i don't think so i don't know if you do i eddie he's a paramedic well that's so true that's okay so that, that's a start but like I, i'm also thinking like and again, this is going to be more once you've like settled and you're okay, mm. and hopefully things aren't as crazy. But it'd be good to have you know knowledge on hand, you know, mm-hmm. understanding basic anatomy stuff like that, and uh, for anything for injuries, for any kind of sickness, just at least ideas or remedies or something. So when right. this does happen in the future, you're prepared because I mean, to be honest, that would be one of my biggest fears. It's like okay, I I think. I think I can live for a while, you know, if I get some water and food, that's good. But, oh, gosh, Dane, I got a big gouge in my leg and I'm bleeding out. Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the biggest, like, worry. Yeah, you, or you get sick or something and it's like, oh, man, Stuff what that now? you can't really prevent. It just, like, happens. You make one mistake and then you could be dead. Yeah. And that's what's, uh, I mean, I watch a lot of, not a lot of, but I have, uh, like, survival shows. Like, sure. Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Most knowledgeable guy ever. He tells you how to do stuff. Drink your pee, kids. It's pretty terrible. Don't listen to Bear Bear Grylls. Exciting show, though. (laughs) Um, But it's like all those shows express how deadly the simplest of injuries or the simplest of sicknesses, viruses can be in a survival situation. Um, Also, uh, there's a show... Called I Shouldn't Be Alive. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I have seen. I think like an episode or two. I know right. So that's about, yeah. it's such a cool show. It's like people just get in these ordinary people most of the time mm-hmm. get in these crazy situations where it's like life or death because they have a twisted ankle or something like that. <laughs> they fell off a rock because they slipped and now right. they're stuck in a canyon or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and that's that's kind of what you got to think about. Like if something happened like this to me. And a lot of it has to do with willpower. 
Do you have the will oh, to survive yourself? Well, it, like, it reminds me of like that 127 hours scenario oh, with yeah. the guy, you know, with his hand stuck between like that's beneath cool. a boulder. It, I mean, that's not even really a, apocalyptic. No, no, stuff, but, but just even if you find yourself uh-huh. in a situation like that, because I mean, let, let's be honest now, if society is those situations are a lot more yeah, plausible. Stuff's to happen. gonna happen, <laughs> so, especially if you're out hunting or trying mm-hmm. to find food or whatever, and you slip and just one thing goes wrong or whatever you never know do you have the willpower to get yourself out of that situation right i I mean like see that i think it'd be like really smart just to know how to make a tourniquet of Mm. some sort in case you know should the worst thing happen but you know i i I think about this (laughs) probably more than most people should (laughs) but i think about like man if i was in that situation like would i just be able to cut off my own hand like that yeah that's crazy I think I could. I, I mean, I know it's it's hard to put yourself in that mindset. But the thing is, I think you're just so jacked up on survival and just like adrenaline and everything mm-hmm. that I think it would be a lot less painful than it probably sounds, at least to begin with. Right. The pain will come later. <laughs> but like, it, it's just like mind games at that point. Just like mind over matter, just get it done. Yeah, and I mean, human humans are animals, so natural instinct yeah. is to survive. Right. That's what humans are trying to do. You got to survive. Yeah, and, and once you're in those situations, I think that natural instinct is going to kick in. Well, and as bad as it is to lose a hand, it's way better than death. So exactly. it's yeah. I mean, as long as you easy have choice. It that way. And I don't think anything's as painful as dying by like starvation yeah, or dehydration. Right. Like slowly that's, and painfully. Terrible. And, like, and, all right, and God I'll forbid, God forbid right you're now. in a situation too where you're like stuck there and then predators oh, come for you. Like, that is terrifying. Oh. That is so terrifying. So yeah, I mean, it, when all things considered, it's a pretty easy choice. I mean, now granted, I wouldn't immediately jump to cutting my hand off. I'd wait a second, call out if anybody might be near or anything, see if there's some way I can, you know, yeah. position myself or whatever. But, when it comes down to brass tacks, I think it's cut that handoff time. <laughs> right. Well, you got to weigh the options, pros yeah, and right. cons. <laughs> well, that's why it's always nice to have a notebook yeah. with you so you can make a pros and cons well, list. It might be hard with the arm stuck. It might be well, hard right. yeah, I mean, I guess. But you got to make a list. Well, that, that's why I've also taught myself how to write with my foot, too, so I can just hold the pad with, you know, right I mean, with my that, foot. That's good stuff. Good survival skills, yeah. yeah See, apocalypse happens. Something that most people want to think of, but you get that here on Mike and Kenny Learn to Talk, you're welcome. Yeah, and what if you have, what if, yeah, TM. Trademark. If you have both arms stuck. Both, oh jeez. Yeah, what if you're like on cross or Wait, you got crucified now? Like, oh shucks, I was out looking for some wild berries and done got myself crucified. See, exactly. You didn't think it happened, but it happened. Foot skills are important. Foot skills. It's all about that, man. You gotta, you gotta be prepared. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's you just look to our close relatives, the chimpanzees, and see how they use their feet and realize, my my goodness, the chimpanzees, the chimpanzees <laughs> truly, truly magnificent creatures. And you're right, you really got to use your feet. Okay. Think with your feet, kids. Yes, think with your feet. I was going to ask you a question. Okay. Um, okay, I remembered it. Good. So, uh, if, we're, if you're in the apocalypse, mm-hmm. are you holding out that government is going to reestablish itself? Or are you thinking that you're going to be in this survival instinct 
for the rest of your life? Like, see, how are you preparing for it? Are you going to be trying to be one of the the headers of getting something started? Again? No, like me personally, I, I'm in it for the long haul. Like, if government and society collapses, I'm not. I'm not. My first thought isn't, well, let's rebuild it. You know, I mean, <laughs> there probably are people out there, but that that's such an enormous task to tackle. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, like, mind you, I'm not. The guy's going to go crazy and start killing people. So if a big group of people out there is trying to get some kind of semblance of, like, normality back or or some kind of at least small local governing body of some sort just to keep things under control, uh, hey, then fine. You know, as long as there's no, like, ulterior motive behind it, then I'm all for that. I'm not going to fight against anything like that. But for me personally, I'm thinking, okay, it's me, my family, my friends. That's it. This is life now. We got to survive. I I totally agree. I think... At some point, if it's if it's like a war sure. that ends all government, eventually things will. It's nature. That's why governments formed in the first place. Yeah, it's it'll, gonna it'll happen, happen eventually. Naturally, yeah. I'm not gonna be the one trying to start this crap. <laughs> just immediately, just get like posters going, like "Vote for Kenny." Just like <laughs> get the ballots out. We're doing this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think you could ever just make that assumption that things are going to be great, you know, in a week or two. <laughs> I think you got to be a lot more prepared than that. But then also open to, you know, eventually. Because, see, I try to think about it, too. and It's tough because it comes down to, like, can you trust people at this point? I mean, you know, since we're in a society now, I like to think it's it's usually pretty easy to just, you know, trust people, you know. Like, take our apartment complex, for mm, example. Now, right. I'm not like, I am the dude walking his dog, like, I don't know about you. Don't like, trust you that know, guy. Whatever, there's a guy walking his dog. Yeah. Fine, whatever. Needs my help with something, to help him. It's not a big deal. But, yeah, I mean, when, when all current punishments for any kind of crime or against anybody mm-hmm. is just gone... I don't know if you can be that trusting anymore. You oh know? yeah, dude, it's gonna. So, you're not gonna be able to trust anyone because seriously, well, that's the thing. You gotta find the people that you can trust and yeah, stick and, with just those. People. And those are the people that you've been with your entire life. So right. like, there's a bond at this mm-hmm. point that's I think too strong to break. But so many people are just gonna be so focused on survival for themselves and their families that I'm not sure you can just easily go up to people and be like, "Well, let's just get a little settlement going." Oh, and, oh yeah, and I'd be the first <laughs> one. I'm. I would be very, very dickish. <laughs> dickish, dick, dickish. Not, not full dick. Dickish. <laughs> to people that I don't know, like I'm gonna be expecting everyone else besides people in my group is gonna kill me. Right. Well, it's it's like driving. You got to be a defensive driver and oh, assume yeah. that everyone else is an uh, idiot trying, to kill, trying to kill you. Well, that's life now. Life is driving. Now. Exactly. That's a good analogy, man. TM. Can't trademark an analogy. Watch me. Okay. I'll find a way. <laughs> do it. Just do it. In fact, if it was an actual apocalyptic scenario, I'd just be trademarking everything. <laughs> say, write it down in a book like, hey man, I came up with this stuff. Like you you can't say otherwise. You you owe me some bottle caps or whatever a currency is. That's that's another interesting thing. Like all all games and like a lot of movies and stuff about the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Like, new currencies get generated and stuff. 
I think that's, I mean, that's the forming of a government. Yeah, well, point. and that's that's what you were saying before, that it's kind of mm. naturally happens over time. Right. What, 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 it's going to start out like it did originally. It's going to be trading, only. you know, yeah. I, I, I'm good at fishing, I've got fish, I'll trade you some of my oh, fish yeah. for some of the apples that you, you know, grew from your tree. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's just how it's going to be to begin with. And then eventually, once things get a little more organized, it might, you know, give you that system of currency where it's like, okay, now this has a specific value, so... These five bottle caps are worth two of your apples and one of my fish or whatever, you know? Right. So, but yeah, I think that just comes over time. Mm -hmm. So, another thing that I'm kind of interested in, Mm -hmm. what would your ideal apocalypse be? Oh, my ideal apocalypse. Your ideal, your favorite one. (laughs) Well, are you talking like... The one that you think you'd be able to survive the best in. Like, ah. and let's, I mean, let's go over some okay, some, sure. some scenarios. Sure. So, I mean, you could, pretty much anything could happen. You, so many different scenarios. But you've got, like, you got a water apocalypse. Mm-hmm. The Great Flood, something like that. Sure. So, uh, no land. <laughs> no land. <laughs> Boats only. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just any, well, just say weather in general. That could, okay. okay. So, pick your, pick your poison with the weather one. You could have cold that causes everything to die heat stuff like that water then you got the war one with or i mean war and then you could bring on nuclear war too which adds a whole See, another level yeah you know you got viruses bacteria the, the, the thing like is that. like i i think about this stuff and it's it's so easy to say like well i can take on any apocalypse partner it's, but I, I mean if i'm being completely honest here i'd be one of the first people dead i don't think i'd make it very long in any sort of apocalypse but but if there was one where i would probably have the best chances of survival i'd say it's probably what we're talking about that collapse of yeah. government brought on by some kind of war or whatever so at least i know there's no immediate Contagion, like outbreak, mm-hmm. is not like crazy zombies or anything going on. It, it's not like you know. Um, I, I mean, depending on the kind of war, weather patterns may have been altered, but it's not right. like oh, there's a huge great flood now. Get your floaties on <laughs> and your snorkel. Good luck. Or you know, volcanoes are erupting everywhere and it's a lava escape. Right. Yeah. You know, cause that kind of stuff. I think, like, man, I, I don't. Well, here, here's a, here's another scenario. So let's say not all government is, has ended. Okay. One government takes over everyone. Right. So okay. just this one overarching government. And, I mean, obviously you don't trust the government or anything. So sure. it's I'm trying to think of the word for it. There's a word for it, right? There's probably a word There's for a word it. for it. I don't know it, though. But <laughs> Hence the name of the podcast. <laughs> so... There's still threats, like a government, an army that... Yeah. A big threat that... Gonna kill you. <laughs> it's gonna kill you. Well, so... Are, let's... Okay, are we assuming this is some kind of, like, like Big Brother scenario sure. where, like, constant, you know, uh, surveillance of everything you do? Sure. Like, th- this, this government is now all-powerful. Mm-hmm. It controls all aspects of the globe, and now, like, you are at its mercy. Right. So, let's say, like... Russia takes over the Americas and everything like that. Sure. American government is no longer in existence, right. and we're not being policed at all. There's no sense of government here, except for the Russian army, who's like just trying to wipe everyone out, essentially. 
Okay, so then you're kind of thinking like a militaristic takeover situation where they're just like trying to get land and resources, so they're not so much worried about like bringing us into their society, but they're just trying to take out everyone else, and it's just like them now. (laughs) Good brother's done a really bad rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's the apocalypse, man. Well. And yeah, that's that's the thing. I have a hard time believing that like a war will take out all governments and stuff. I think there's gonna right. be in, and it could be a, a small victor, but I think there's always gonna be a victor of some sort. And yeah, say we have World War Three nukes everywhere and stuff like that. There's still gonna be some victor, unless. And if there is no victor, I think we well, destroy the entire world. Everyone's see, dead but, at that but point. That, and that's the thing. I do agree with you to an extent in the sense that, like, you, you think about, you know, a nuclear war. And the way we're set up, our military is set up right now, if someone, you know, North Korea, Russia, whoever, were to launch a nuke at us, mm-hmm. that's going to be taken out before it gets anywhere close to oh, it. Yeah. It's like that. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, we don't... I don't have to worry about, like, launch missiles coming at us. That's why most things... Most attacks on American soil happen within from like some kind of infiltration or something right. like that. You know, like nine eleven, it wasn't like jets came in out of nowhere. These were our own, you know, airplanes. Mm-hmm. So I think, in that sense, um, I was going somewhere with this, and I can't remember what point I was trying to make. <laughs> that's, that's what happens to me all the time. I'll just start talking, and then I forget what I'm talking about. So I just keep talking. Oh, okay. So I, I guess what I'm saying then, I you wouldn't have to worry so much about like your hometown or whatever just getting blown mm-hmm. to smithereens. What you would have to be concerned about is all these like between continents, all these nukes and missiles going off. Because like eventually you're going to reach a point where this is going to affect the planet in a very very negative mm-hmm. way. So even if you're not blown to smithereens, well now maybe you've you're blown into a nuclear winter, you know, or whatever. Right. Just yeah, I mean already <laughs> this is a completely different topic, but already <laughs> you know. Um, Climate change is a huge concern, mm-hmm. and it is a concern. So there, it's not like that scenario is like so far out of our minds. Like, oh, that can't happen at all. Right. It's like, well, like, it is kind of happening, mm-hmm. and it's not even due to nuclear war. So, yep, you got to think about stuff like that. I mean, it, it could be very possible that you'll survive the war, but you'll be left in escape that you're not able to survive in. Like this entire area is suddenly unlivable due sure. to climate changes or changes in soil or whatever you know it's yeah. stuff you got to think about it's not always worrying about just getting <laughs> shot or blown to bits yeah that's true um all right let's try and take it back a little more to, i apologize that was bad that was really <laughs> no, bad no this is good this is you gotta go off on this um, stuff. we gotta really get down to so let's let's get in uh less like overarching apocalyptic okay, themes. Sure. Let's get we're in the apocalypse. Let's let's have some scenarios here. Okay. Right, so first question. Okay. Would you be able to kill other human beings? Alright. <laughs> Starting off with the doozy. <laughs> Suddenly I just like go and close my closet doors like, yeah, that, <laughs> killing humans, that'd be weird, right? Um whew, all right. I think if it's a scenario of life or death, like my mm. survival, a, a loved one's survival, I think I could do it. And sure. I, I don't think it's even a choice you make. I think it's just 
fight or flight. It happens whether you're in control of the situation sure, or not. Yeah. You know, it, again, it's adrenaline. It's just so much natural instincts kicking in. So in that scenario, yes. If I was ever in a situation where, like, I don't know, we have a prisoner for some reason, some guy who was, like, trying to steal our stuff or uh-huh. whatever, and we don't know about him, like, I don't think I'd be able to be like, well, we get another mouth to feed and pop a cap in him. But gotcha. Yes, if someone is, like, immediately threatening the well-being of me or someone I love, I think I could. Okay. So to spin off that, so would you ever kill or harm someone I, I won't i won't say you have to kill them or okay. harm someone to better your your group's chance of survival hmm. so let uh, scenario let's let's say someone's got something that you really want and this this <laughs> thing guy still has a game boy <laughs> Ooh, we need that <laughs> so like a shelter food water right. something, something along right. those right. lines and so your, your like, group's struggling Yes. Would you be able to not necessarily kill this other group, but, but fight them, harm, harm them, take their things for yourself? I would say that would not be my first course of action. So, okay, let's you know just throw down a scenario here sure. where our, our group is very, very low on food. Mm-hmm. We're in a situation where it's not super easy to get more food, whether through you know crops or hunting or whatever. And there's a group nearby that seems to be thriving relatively. You know, right. like they've got. Looks like food despair. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, despite what I was saying before, I think this is one of those situations where you kind of have to look into some kind of bartering or some kind of like, hey, listen, we've got a group here. We're right. kind of in trouble right now. And I know you, you don't owe us anything. And mm. we're not here to hurt you or do anything. But is there some way we could work out and, you know, work together, or, you know, share resources right. of, of some sort? That would definitely be my first course of action. Mm. I don't know if, if like, things... See, and it's kind of funny because things might actually... If things go bad, they might evolve into a situation where suddenly, okay, these people are threatening us. Yeah, now we got to kill them. So now it it just kind of happened. But I I really don't know if I could just see myself saying, like, oh, that person has something I need. I'm going to forcefully take it from them. Right. I, I mean... Granted, I don't know. I, I've been fortunate enough in my life to have never been starving. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never been dying of dehydration. Uh, you know, I, I've never had uh, a close loved one near me who's bleeding out, who has a terrible sickness, and, you know, right. someone else has some kind of medicine or something that could help, and they refuse to give it. I, in those situations, I can't be too sure what exactly I'd do. It's so hard to imagine. Like, yeah. I, I have no reference on what that would feel right. like to me. Exactly. I think the biggest thing, if it wasn't happening directly to me, but to someone who I like cared about right. more, that, that's the I clincher. think I would be more on the edge of... I'm, well, I see what you got. I'm, I'm that, gonna need some of that, that man. That's exactly yeah. how I feel, and I'll, I'll tell you what: I, I'm not like some kind of like altruistic person. I, mm-hmm. I have my own, you know, selfish wants and needs or whatever. But I'm not. I, I think I'm more at peace with the idea of death than a lot of people are at my mm-hmm. age. And this, you know, this isn't saying that like I I would love to die. You know, I, I love being alive. That's great. But if we're in a horrible situation and like I know I'm on death's door, I think I think I'd be pretty at peace with that. Okay. In general, just this is my own philosophy. But if it were someone like you, someone like you know my my family members, you know loved ones, sure. and, and they they were in dire straits and needed something immediately, 
I think, again, something animalistic would take over and be like, I've got to protect this person at whatever cost. Yeah. So, again, I'm not, I can't say for sure because I've never been in that situation. Thank God. But, (laughs) you know, I mean, why do you think that's about the same for yourself or? Yeah, I think so in most scenarios. Um, I mean, you'd obviously have to gauge how hostile. Your, yeah. your environment and the beings around you are. Um, and, like, the the scenario you brought out, like, if someone was trying to steal stuff from me, I might be a little bit darker than you in, like, that route. Sure. Um, I mean, I don't know if I would kill the person or something like that, but this is my stuff. And I've got to show that I'm going to protect it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to be a pushover and just be like, eh, no, no, I can't, I can't. <laughs> well, they <laughs> probably needed it more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I think totally I would that. be a bit more harsh and into the survival mode, like yeah. right away. I think. Yeah. Um, but it'd be it'd be hard to kill someone. Like honestly, it'd be. Really difficult. Yeah, I, I think that's like the, the most <laughs> difficult thing you could do. I mean, that's that's a that's a rough one. Yeah, for sure. See, it makes me think like the whole reason this topic even came up for our podcast is because uh, last weekend we were watching The Road, which, which I'd right. seen before. Kenny mm-hmm. hasn't seen before. For those who don't know, it's a movie based off of a book uh, starring uh, Viggo Mortensen. Um, and it, it kind of deals with this post-apocalyptic world where it's you know. Not like zombies or anything, but it's just for whatever reason. Maybe the book is background. The movie really. Yeah, doesn't, I think it was war, war because yeah. of the, the opening scenes and stuff. Right. Like that, okay. So, sure. so some kind of war. Whatever the mm. case, government's gone. Society's gone. Even like people seem to be pretty sparse at this point. Yeah. Um, and there's a there, there's a one scene towards the end of the film where this one guy steals like their tent and food yeah. and stuff and whatever and, and to give you some background it's Viggo Mortensen is the father and he's got his son with him son I don't know it's probably what 10 11 years old yeah something like that that's, um, that's right. and, and the son was like burning up with a fever or whatever so he was napping on the beach while Viggo Mortensen was like swimming which by the way I would never do I don't trust my swimming instincts to go into an ocean yeah with, like, that's like, like never in a million years but whatever he went to go because there was a like war like military ship just uh-huh. there so he went to try to find uh, stuff on that but uh, he, he gets back sees that their stuff is stolen and they eventually find that guy and get their stuff back but then Viggo Mortensen goes a step further and takes everything that guy has his clothes off his back everything and takes that for themselves yeah I gotta ask myself if I'd be able to do that. I don't know if I'd be able to. I can understand taking your stuff back and forcefully and, you know, making a point of, like, don't cross me again. But then, like, turn it around and be like, now give me all your stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. I think if I were in that situation, I have my son there. This guy... Because based on the movie, it shows that this guy's been following them for a while. Sure. Um, that makes me... I mean, that would make me just furious. Yeah. I would probably wouldn't... See, see <laughs> that but... might be a situation where I would maybe consider killing that person. Yeah, you know, 
it's true. The whole point about like the fact that they were following you is really mm. disheartening. But I think there's also a sense that like you you now have undeniable proof that he had no interest in harming you because he left Viggo Mortensen's son completely unharmed, had no interest in killing him, and no interest in like taking his clothes off or anything like that that right. was on him. He obviously was in a situation where he was struggling to survive, needed more shelter or food or whatever, and that was just the first you know thing he saw. He saw those people. He was following them, just waiting for a moment. Not saying it's good. Mm. Not saying it's good at all. But obviously he had no interest in harming anyone. Otherwise he would have. He would have had no reason not to. Physical harm, yes. Yeah. I mean, right. eventual harm, obviously. Yeah. He took all your stuff. Uh, but this... it, it, it's it's the eye for an eye type thing. It's like, yeah. it's... I, I don't know. See, that, that makes me feel like I would just be... I might become a complete dick in the no, apocalypse. No, but the, the, that's that's a good and this. But you gotta understand, this is part of the reason why uh-huh. I say I don't think I'd make it very long. Yeah, because I I think I'd have a lot of trouble getting over my empathy. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I'm not saying anyone who can get over that is a bad person. That's good. That's how you survive. Mm-hmm. That is a very good trait to have. I, I don't know if I'd be able to, and that's why I have trouble with these scenarios because it's, sure. it's hard. Yeah, oh, of course. But I don't know. I mean, uh, again, th- this is all hypothetical. You never know what will change given the time. Right. I, I, maybe I'll find <laughs> that it's not that hard if it ever happens. <laughs> Who knows? I, yeah. It's it's just interesting to think, like, any situation that you'll... If you were put in a, a different situation that you've never experienced before, how you would react, how you right. would handle yourself, stuff like that. Yeah. It's just so interesting to think about. Well, all right. So how about for the last portion of this podcast, we we make it a bit more fun and talk about something that, you know, will probably never happen in real life. But there's something like, okay, like like a zombie outbreak or something like that, you know, something more like movie-esque where it's like, okay, so now this is like (laughs) kind of of an interesting apocalypse where, you know, it it adds a a new layer to it. so we'll start with that. Let's say there's a zombie outbreak, and okay. to start off, we'll say it's kind of like a kind of a Dawn of the Dead type of zombie, where they're not, you know, we're not talking about I Am Legend stuff. Sure, here. yeah. These are just you know slow, uh-huh. kind of dumb things that are trying to eat your flesh, and really, the biggest thing you have to worry about is groups, big groups of them, because mm-hmm. that's when it gets difficult. Okay, yeah. So what 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 do you think would change in your plan for survival now taking on this new so threat having this a new threat like that I think the biggest thing is trying to figure out patterns right. of how these creatures move I mean obviously the creatures are going to be going to where food is yeah so they're going to be trying to find where people or animals are mm-hmm. so. You gotta kind of think opposite of that. So I think in a zombie situation, the smaller the group, the better. Yeah. Yes. If you have a I'd small, agree. tight-knit group, you're gonna survive better. You gotta have the ability for quick mobilization mm-hmm. um, because you got a herd of a million zombies. Nothing's gonna hold up. Right. Right. So, and, and I think it's you know since we're talking about zombies, it's a good point to put into perspective that these are things that don't need sleep or any kind of rest. They just right. keep going. Yep. Because they're already dead, so uh-huh. it's like you know they just kind of keep going until you know maybe they eventually decompose to a point where they're just crawling. But yeah. Um. 
yeah, I mean, you're kind of on constant vigilance, you know. Yep. When you go to sleep, there's. I mean, this would probably be the same for most scenarios, but you're gonna need a lookout mm. for take shifts during the night, you know. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it, it's actually funny. I really like uh, Shaun of the Dead, you know, that movie. Yep. I actually do kind of like their plan of going to the Winchester, that bar there. Because, I, I mean, granted, that there's like a back entrance you got to worry about. But you can mostly funnel where these zombies are going to be coming into. Right. You've got like the bar as like an extra barricade. You've got, you know, they had like a basement hatch for mm. like escape if things get too bad, you know. And I think it, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have some kind of structure or fortification where you at the very least don't have to worry about stuff coming at you from all sides mm. so you can kind of funnel in where the main issue is going to be but also have a backup plan if that entrance slash exit out. gets compromised yeah, yeah. yeah definitely um, I might disagree with you there because I'm thinking I'm going to try and get somewhere I'm thinking like at least amount of structure as possible. Get out mm. far country, anywhere. Mountains are probably best. Sure. Because I don't see zombies being able to traverse mountains too well. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking. Getting up somewhere, building some sort of shelter, going like old, crazy, yeah, crazy yeah. person in the mountains type deal. Well, no, definitely. I think that's a good idea too. But uh, again, the only thing about that kind of seclusion you got to worry about then is supplies. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not like you can just order stuff on Amazon yep. anymore. So it's, you got to make sure that you find a place that's secluded enough so you don't have to worry about a big mob of them around you at all times. Mm-hmm. But also, if you're too far away from a lot of possible supplies or whatever, that could be a very big hindrance. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that's where having someone like. And believe me, I'm not knowledgeable on survival like at all. But having someone who is, mm-hmm. that is priceless in the absolutely <laughs> in yeah. the apocalypse for sure. Well, and like that—that's kind of. It's hard to think of a, a scenario in which I'd have the time to do this. But that's why I always think books would be so so like priceless to have because oh, then yeah. like you've got this knowledge with you if you have like a book on just basic survival if you have mm-hmm. a book on you know basic first aid yep. like all, all this stuff just so at least you have some kind of reference in case something goes wrong you know because you're right it's always good to have somebody around you who knows this stuff but, but they might they not could, yeah <laughs> just like that they could easily be gone and then suddenly it's like well i hope you learn fast because yeah definitely yeah all right it's not over in a zombie world here. Right. <laughs> I feel so dumb. I feel like every other like dumb TV show or dumb podcast that talks about this. What weapon are you going to use well, yeah. to take out these zombies? No, no that, that that is a good a good thing. Um, okay, so let's let's assume that like most zombies, the main deal is detaching the head. Sure. And you know, going classic like that. Yeah, so I gotta think, you know, an axe of some sort mm-hmm. would be very useful in that regard, um, and easy to find. I think you know you can find axes pretty much at any hardware store. Um, so th- that's that's one good thing for sure. Um, I mean, a, a lot of melee weapons in general, I think, would be pretty useful, with the exception of like knives and daggers, useful against people, against zombies, eh, probably not so much. Right? You you'd, yeah. you'd want something a little bigger with a little more. 
have okay. to it. Because, you know, you're not going to mm-hmm. stab a zombie to death. And you're not going to sit there and try to carve <laughs> its head off with a knife. And yeah, and I think uh, something with a little more range is good. Not like gun type thing, range melee. So yeah, a, a yeah. bigger axe, nothing right. like super small. But, yeah, because like honestly, because I'm gonna go ahead and make the assumption that like it's gonna be pretty hard to find guns and ammunition mm-hmm. like you imagine it would be. Yeah, and even even if you did have it, I'd say that's something you save. That, yes, I mean honestly, I, I couldn't really unless it's like a shit hits the fan moment where like oh suddenly we're surrounded by zombies right. everywhere i don't think i'd ever use a gun on a zombie yeah because it's it seems like still not the biggest threat you have right exactly the zombies people are, are still are stupid and predictable exactly people are smart and unpredictable right so that's always going to be the main concern maybe not always the main concern maybe don't go next to the volcanoes erupting or something sure, like that. Right. But, but, you know, it, it's, <laughs> the majority it's on of the, the top five list of things to constantly worry about. Yeah. Top five, yeah. Right. Yeah, so, like, I could never see myself just, like, using a gun against a zombie. I think that'd be a complete waste. But, you know, in general, like, melee... Like, if I could find a broadsword... Oh, oh dude. man, you're living. Ah, <laughs> absolutely. Just wreck them. What about you? Um... You know, I'm, I've probably got the same feelings. Uh, <laughs> melee weapons are the, honestly the way to go. Mm. Um, the thing is, if I get like super in depth, like you want a heavy axe or you want a light axe, like the, the actual head of the axe. Right. I'm thinking you, you're going to want a light axe. Yeah, um, that's what Because you've got this heavy axe. First off, you're going to wear yourself out. Fast. Very fast. And then the thing is, with zombies, you got to be able to kill them quickly and move on to the next right. one quickly. Right. So if you got this like super heavy axe, you, you crush your head, <laughs> and then it's stuck then, in their head. And the time it takes screwed. you to retrieve yeah. your axe back, you've so, already got one behind you chewing on your neck. you got so many options, a wide range of different weapons, so you got to choose the one that's going to be quickest to handle and effective. got to find the balance Sure, sure. effective to kill. So I think yeah, a light axe is is the way to go. Yeah, I definitely say so. It's and it, it's also probably the easiest to use too. I mean, yeah, as cool as the guy with the flail is, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that, that might get messy fast. You know, I'm I'm going javelin, straight javelin. Javelin, yep. oh, javelin would be pretty cool. Straight javelin. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I could see all of us with just like, you know, axes, bats, whatever. Kenny's over there with just like his thing of javelins just chucking them. Picking them off one by one. That'd be great. See, what would be really good, though, is you just get yourself a great shield and just like some kind of like pole arm. You can just take them there out. There you like go. Fast, just get you know? a, uh, like a Roman line going. There's a word yeah, for yeah, that, the, too. Get like a phalanx a going. Phalanx going. Yeah. yeah, then you just have... Just Front people at the shores, the back people just poke out the the sides of the. Perfect, it's just <laughs> constant phalanx and like whatever zombies. <laughs> That's how you go. You over. can't. You can't. So it's gonna be just like a crowd of zombies coming, and our phalanx is just like marching through them. I'd l- I love to see a scene in like The Walking Dead where you got some settlement, just like I think I see something in the distance there. Could you go ahead and uh, get the t- uh, telescope for me? Well, that is a phalanx. That is a phalanx coming down the road. A Roman phalanx. I don't know how to approach this situation. Oh, God. That's hilarious. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be pretty amazing. All right. So then let's step it up a bit. Okay. These yeah. zombies are sprinters. They're oh, God. fast. They're strong. So, 
Fast and strong. So are we talking... I think I Am Legend is a good, a good uh, yeah. point. Are we talking that? Because those, they're fast, they're strong, and they're intelligent. True. From, from what True. I could tell. They they're, are intelligent, yeah. So if we're talking those, that's like the worst of the worst. Well, okay. Because I think that changes the perspective totally. It does. Because now you're not as worried about humans. Right. You're going to be trying to get with as many humans as possible. And I think everyone's going to have that same thought. Yeah, They're going to yeah. be like, all right, we it's need more people to, to fight. It's more like a right, war right. instead of an annoyance. Well, like, dumb zombies are an annoyance that you have to be cautious of, but not, like... Yeah, because, like, dumb zombies suddenly to. become just, like, another, like, force of nature. Exactly. Just, you know, where it's like, okay, if it's there, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. But if it's not there, it's not the most immediate thing we got to right. constantly worry about. But having something like those I Am Legend... Zombie, vampire, whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, those things. Oh. Yeah. The, now, now the good news is if we're talking about those specifically, then sunlight hurts them. So right. during the day, not as big a deal. Mm-hmm. But nighttime comes and... And that's even when you're even more vulnerable. Yeah. As a human. Well, you gotta wonder then. I mean, like... I think in that situation, the the way you're going, the the proposed scenario mm-hmm. you were saying earlier, that's the way I would envision handling that situation. Hunker down, right? Get as best defense as possible um, set up. Yeah, because I mean, like, if you're, you can't handle them on your own, there's yeah, no you, way you cannot handle them on your own unless you're Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we can't all be Will Smith. You can't handle them on your own, and. If you try to, like, travel, ah, man, you're putting yourself in major oh, yeah. risk here. Because I think if you were to travel, you'd have to travel by night only. And it would be completely aware at all times. Mm-hmm. Because, it, it, I mean, sure, during the day they're not going to be around, but that's not what you have to worry about. You have to worry about, you know, if you're trying to travel to an area and you're trying to go to bed, it's like, well, this is their... Right. Peak hour. This is the time they're going to be mm-hmm. coming out from the woodwork and looking for you. So, yeah. I mean, I think traveling is a bad idea in general, but if you had to, if you had to, and you night. probably will at some point. Oh. So, yeah, that, I think that type of scenario is the worst. I don't know. I'm. I don't know what would be the worst. I'm. I'm border between something like that, a very intelligent, mm-hmm. like constant threat against us, right? Or like a, a virus of some point. Those two yeah, are like really yeah. close to me. Those being scared of something that you can't see and you can't fight at all. Mm. That's like the worst thing. Like well, for me. And, like, and, but oh, but that that's, that's actually the thing with I Am Legend though. Is it was a virus. It was. Yeah. Will Smith was immune to it luckily. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Okay. But. Yeah, it was a virus too. So it's both. Uh, so it's both. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. So yeah, that that scenario where there's a virus that is creating these things right. is the absolute worst. <laughs> um, but just strictly like a, a yeah. virus to death scenario, that'd be awful too. Right. See, like in in that situation, though, I, I still think. You kind of had the right idea, even with just normal zombie, zombies, though, is you're definitely going to want to be in a place with a smaller population. Yeah. Because however many of these things there are, is there's a limit to how many people there are, you know? it's Because we're assuming these come, you know, from people. It's after right. a viral infection. So, 
and I think that's another thing too that's kind of interesting to think about because now I'm, I'm doubling back to like the idea of just like traveling. If you could do it in like short bursts, I think it might be a good idea because I, I mean the same thing's going to be happening with them. You know, they they need to get out of there once the sun comes up. Right. So I don't know if they'd be able to follow you long distances. It w- it would be hard, but if you got to mm. a certain point, I think you might be in the clear. Yeah. Depending on where you are, if, mm. if there's like if you're in a place like a, a desert, for example, where there's not a lot of shade or like anything that could cover them, you, you might have an easier time. I mean, right. again, that's a harsh environment mm. anyway. But it, at least then, you know, they're going to be concerned about like, oh man, you know, mm. we, we can't go too far because the second that sun comes up, we are we are screwed. There's right. no protection for us here. Yeah, and I think that's one of the good things. I was about to say one of the good things about the apocalypse. Well, one of the nice things about <laughs> I, I the almost violence. almost said that. But one of the good things about uh, like environmental things, and I'm I'm calling zombies environmental. It sure. might not be accurate, but um, there is always going to be a weakness against the threat you're facing. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to try and find. Right. So I imagine you got that sunlight. You got to stay in during the daytime, but. Anything, any threat is going to have a weakness. So that's what you're trying to find and trying to combat at the same time. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it really does become, like you said, it's, it's a war of, of sorts. Yes. So. And in that scenario, yes, I think I'd be able to kill those monstrosities pretty easily. Good, good. So. Glad to hear it. Good. <laughs> there you go, Kenny. You got me to say. You got me to say that I'd kill people. Are you happy? I hope you're happy. You got it out of so me. so happy. It's what this has all been about, hasn't it? Mike is a killer. <laughs> Cone, 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 cold stone killer. God. We just keep proving the point of this podcast, don't we? Yeah, it's going to keep happening like crazy. My my only hope is that there is improvement. Like I don't want this to be like episode three hundred and we're still, still completely stumbling over everything we're trying to say. Oh boy! Oh, that. I mean, it's gonna. I've been stumbling over my words my entire life, so it's not gonna <laughs> yeah, change good point, now. Good point. It's, what am I saying? It's it's not gonna help. It's not gonna help in the slightest. Uh, All right. Well, I mean, I think that's most of the main like scenarios. Really, I mean, unless you want to <laughs> dive into what was that one movie? It was it was like kind of like was it called 2012 or whatever where like the world just goes like haywire and everything just like oh um yeah i think i because remember the whole deal about like 2012 the world was supposed to end there or not supposed to but that was when the mayan calendar (laughs) ended so everyone was like ah (laughs) it was just some dumb thing but then they made that movie about like the world actually ending Okay, I don't think I've heard of that. Okay, well, the movie's not that great. But, like, basically, just, like, it's the world just, like, sounds like, I'm done. Like, like, land masses crumble. Like, oceans just, everything goes crazy. Like, you know, stuff like that. I think it's just Mother Nature saying, yeah, you guys are done. So, So, like, extreme. Right. That point, off to the moon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, build a rocket. Build a rocket. Enjoy. Yeah, no, that's, I don't know. Yeah, that type of scenario is just like, I have no idea. Yeah, no, that's the kind of time, like, when that's happening, you gotta really stop and say, like, you know, there's a greater force at work here, and it doesn't like us. Maybe we should accept this. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna die. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's alright. Just let it happen. Let it happen. Ugh. 
But I, I think for the most part, we've got some solid I think, ideas. I think we did a good job. Solid plans for when, you know, the world's ending. Yeah. And I hope you guys, you <laughs> listeners out there... I hope you took every single thing that we said and wrote it in a book. <laughs> hope, hope you're taking notes. Yeah. Because this, this is how you're going to survive the apocalypse. We know TM. our shit. TM. TM. <laughs> <laughs> we know our shit. TM. All right, well, that's it, guys. We're going to wrap it up. Do we, we have a wrap-up yet? Do we have a wrap-up? Uh, Weren't we supposed to think of a wrap-up? Yeah, we were supposed to. See, I, I like to think that you get at least a few podcasts time to really let okay. it happen naturally, but okay. uh, I don't know. If, uh, our talking's getting gooder. TM. <laughs> TM? <laughs> talking's getting gooder. Talking's TM. getting gooder. TM. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we hope you have a fantastic end of the world. Bye. Bye! <laughs>